Hello and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. We're the folks who gotta play find the method of the madness, reason to the unreasonable, makes sense out of nonsense, because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? I'm doing good. Yeah, pretty tonight? good. Pretty good. Cool, cool. And I remember we do, uh, firstly, we are on the Fediverse. Uh, it is OKHMO at PirateRadio.Social. Again, OKHMO at PirateRadio.Social. Come federate with us. Come see clips and uh, episodes and interact with, uh, you know, yours truly and all that fun stuff. And again, Aaron, uh, we have a voicemail line. Would you uh, like to share that number? Yeah, it's uh, 1-833-666-0911. It's one eight thirty three sixty. Wow, one eight thirty three six 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 zero nine eleven. Mess it up. I've said it uh, right huh. like nine times in a row. Huh. I don't want to hear about. It. I've said it thirty three times in a row correctly. Actually, thirty two times in a row correctly, and the thirty third I messed up on purpose, so it wouldn't be Illuminati confirmed. That's all that happened. <laughs> we haven't had the voicemail number for that long. It has to be between nine and eleven attempts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so listen back to the end of the our, our antarctica episode and when was kevin the one fucking it up whatever oh, you're yeah, all fucking up you. the voice number everybody was or yeah it was me bob bob and kevin both it just was i was just about to say <laughs> that i was gonna hand off the voicemail number to you next episode but with that kind of record uh see i it's not i, I got confused because i have an old old friend that had a um Back in college, he got a phone, uh, a cell phone number that was, uh, it was just barely different on the area code by like uh, a factor of like three. Uh, but it was instead of six six six, it was four twenty zero seven eleven, and that's like I, I thought of that like as I was trying to say it. That's the only reason why it happened. But it's not gonna happen <laughs> I don't again. Think that's I the part of the number you messed yeah. up. But uh, I, I, well, 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 I stopped well. at six six six. That's where I messed up. <laughs> I was thinking four twenty. Yeah. Speaking of which, we actually do have a voicemail today from from the Duke of Ice himself that we'll play at the end and discuss because he was, he sent a pretty funny uh, scientist discover uh, Antarctica related because he has not stopped his quest to uh, understand all of his realm <laughs> that is Antarctica. <laughs> all of his realm. Jesus. All of his realm. I mean, he's put more effort into it than uh, I guess the U.S. government and everyone else. Yeah. Um, no shit. So with that hook, uh, stay on the line until the end of the episode. But for now, we're going to be talking about this fun thing called Truth and Reconciliation Commissions. Ooh, ah. Have y'all heard about Truth and Reconciliation Commissions? Uh, Good word. Are you referring to the gulag? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I- excuse me. Um, <laughs> That's how I know it by just the gulag. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it just the Ministry uh, of Truth from 1984? Enough? Is that what it is? So there, there's a little bit more to it, a little bit more historical context to it than that. But there's, um, I, I, th- I think, I think I can answer your question by reading uh, a fun little quote. Uh, let me, let me that didn't make me feel good, by the way, Josh. Yeah. You said, yeah, you're not. Is it the <laughs> truth? Is it the Ministry of Truth from 1984? No, there's more to it than that. Oh, awesome. <laughs> he sounds exactly like the journalist he's about to quote. I guarantee it. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. It's, it's, there's even more steps. Oh, great. But wait, there's more. <laughs> so let me read this introduction to an article by The Atlantic um, uh, titled, Don't Move On Just Yet. Uh, could a Truth and Reconciliation Commission help the country heal? No. Until no, the no. day that a violent no, it could not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Until the day that a violent mob stormed the Capitol building, it seemed possible that Donald Trump might be able to shuffle into 
post-presidential life without facing any real consequences. Um, consequences. Can I, say, can I just say yeah. one thing about that yeah. statement yeah. that asshole just made um, <laughs> yeah. about the violent attack? Dude, the more I'm watching about that, the more I'm convinced that this was a bunch of boomer protesters. Uh, like it, it was a mix of like boomer Republicans and like Trump fans and some cutards, and then a bunch of people who are literally planted there, like actors. And most of the people in the Capitol building, I'm pretty sure, were actors. For, uh, and or agitators, I, or like undercover FBI, CIA type of I, type of stings like that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that that Ashley Babbitt thing was fake. Oh god, if you watch the video, it's uh it's weird. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, there there are a lot of things that do not add up. Someone got so, shot right next to them, and they're not doing anything about it, or they're they're not like scared to get shot themselves, kind of thing. No, no like, one is, not a single yeah. person. I've never seen. Have you ever seen a like a shooting video if, in like a club, and it's just like people piling over top of each other, like it's Black Friday at Walmart. The last last time someone was shot within two or three feet of me, I uh, I kind of just stood there <laughs> motionless for the next 30 seconds, very, very calmly. Um, and then went down and kind of shook the dead body. I was like, hey, you all right? And then uh, stood back up and kind of went about my day. That's that's what happened the last time someone was shot within two to three feet of me. Well, that's because you have CIA training to handle situations like that properly. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you suggesting those two police officers had CIA training? That's because they put suggest- in your Manchurian candidate code and you, you're probably the one that shot the person that got shot two and three meters from you. <laughs> and you just don't remember the previous 15 seconds. He's like, are you Okay. Oh, he's still breathing. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me finish off this uh, this paragraph. Um, <clears throat> uh, commentators muttered about the political divisiveness of pursuing Trump after he left office. Better, perhaps, to look forward, not backward, as President Barack Obama famously said, of potential law-breaking under the Bush administration. So, so we've, we have a bit of background for uh, what, what sort of situation a Truth and Reconciliation Commission might be brought into. We, we have the, uh, the the politically divisive Trump presidency and uh, the, the damage, um, the tra- trauma he's caused our country and our citizens. And that afterwards, we, we might want to, uh, you know, address that, find out what law breaking might have happened, uh, you know, help 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 people heal going forward, um, provide some sort of reparations for everyone's he's he's hurt and damaged and the families he's torn apart. So like there, there, there's this sort of content. Is, is this uh, starting to come together as a picture for for you all? I love that you refer to it as trauma as a country. I yes, I, it was very <laughs> traumatic, especially for me. Uh, I think my P- my PTSD is three to four times more severe than uh, AOC's PTSD about the event. I was just stunned. Stunned. I like that he was so, he traumatized us so hard that he was the second most popular presidential candidate of all time. Second only to Joe Biden in 2020. (laughs) 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 The most popular president in history. Uh, remember, remember when Joe Biden's Joe Biden's inauguration in the White House YouTube channel got uh, ratioed like a four four to one, five to well, one. That's <laughs> because likes. Uh, you know everyone just loves him. Oh, so Russian much. bots, excuse me. Oh, yeah, 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 the Russian, the Russian bot trolls. YouTube went and cleared all that up. <laughs> they, got, they got rid of all the Russian bots. 
it now the ratio is about one to one, which should be normal, now, right? <laughs> now, now, do you see the the value of a truth commission, such as YouTube, stepping in and helping uh, helping us understand the truth behind the situation? That it really is a one to one ratio of citizens of the United States that are excited about Joe Biden being inaugurated. Yeah, you can't just have random people liking and disliking the president's video like that. You have to verify every single person that does that because we have to know the truth about who likes what he's saying and who doesn't you know what we need is we need them to verify the signatures of each dislike and then we can find out if he really was ratioed (laughs) i'm honestly surprised they haven't suggested that for something like a as dumb as a youtube video and then for (laughs) for like the mail-in ballots are like nah we don't need to do that (laughs) imagine getting a, a phone wait Imagine getting a phone call. It's like, hello, this is your YouTube representative. <laughs> Did you recently like a video earlier today uh, on the White House YouTube channel? It's like, well, yes, I did. It's like, oh, okay, thank you for your verification. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> now, now, I understand the, the good intent that you two have behind this premise, but uh, but I, I don't think there, there's a, a very racist history to um, the practice of verifying signatures. And I, I, I understand you, you may not have been aware of that, but, but you know, you, you can't just go around saying things like that or suggesting that we verify signatures for, uh, for certain types of, uh, you know, voting practices, like voting up and down a video. That's my favorite, my favorite <laughs> argument when they do say dumb shit like that is saying that, that it's racist to ask for a signature is so fucking racist. Like, what are you saying? Like that, Mexi- if you're Mexican, you can't sign your own name. Or if you're black, you're un- incapable of signing your own name. You think that they're that far below you. Like, the people that have that mindset, they say it like they're the good guy. But thinking that somebody can't sign their name is the most racist shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Because, like, people like me is like, oh, yeah, they're all just human beings like me. And we're all equal. And they're like, whoa, that's pretty racist. They're way below you. They're they're so in such bad shape that they can't even sign their own name. They're they're basically mouth breathing cavemen retards. And you're like, uh, how am I the bad guy again? Can you just? <laughs> yeah, in, in the eyes of these people, like African Americans are literally like tribesmen who have never seen electricity before. And they're, yeah, <laughs> they're like that's shaking how they treat them. They treat them like they're at, pets. At a, yeah, at like a phenomenon that they have no idea what. what the, have no idea what what it is or anything like that. It's oh my like god, dude! People. The demo the the, uh, the Democrats and like the liberals that act like that towards black people, you know what they're really doing? They're just they're just larping as a pit mom to black oh. people. <laughs> <laughs> they're like a pit mommy. It's the, it's the owners that make them violent. If you train them right, they aren't that way. <laughs> Oh my That's God. horrifying, but also sounds like a lot of talking points I've heard. It's so perfect. It's literally perfect. Oh my God. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Fucking, uh, you better get that goddamn... truth commission on me right now, because that's unacceptable truth. So, 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 with a, a truth and reconciliation commission, where where do you think this this practice or this sort of uh, you know institution may have started in in history? Where where, where do you think it may have uh, you know be able to tra- be traced back to? Every empire ever since pen and paper were invented. Okay, uh, so um, so basically yes, Rome. Um, oh, well, you got Greek civilization yeah, before yeah. that, but whatever. No, let's uh, let's let's say modern history, maybe like twentieth century. Where where might 
you know what what events what uh, you know traumatic events might um there be a truth commission uh, following we're gonna play one. dumb here <laughs> <laughs> the united <laughs> kingdom i remember them doing this back in the day right they did that no i'm sorry it was the uh, soviet it, union wasn't it was it i, I might i might have missed a missed a case Oh, well, probably the yeah. They, I mean, when the Soviets took over in the early 1900s from the oh shit from the the mon- Russian monarchy. Yeah, when they took over the Russian yeah. monarchy, they just were like, "We have to stop these lies about our great, our great new government that's totally for the people." There, it's like once they install something like a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Uh, mass starvation is almost always right afterwards. Jesus. Um, okay, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's a great example. And um, you know, looking at the the last hundred years of Russian history, I think you can see uh, uh, Rus- Russian and Soviet history. I think you can see exactly how that sort of um, you know historical revisionism uh, went. What what successes that uh, that has had? Well, Josh, they just didn't implement it correctly. If we implement the Truth oh, and Reconciliation okay, okay. Commission correctly, then those bad things won't happen. See, it used to be done by bad oh. guys, and now it's done by good guys. Good, good. That's 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 a great point. And if if we look at a uh, World War II where where the good guys won, I think we can uh, po- point out a. Um, you know, very useful example with the Nuremberg trials. Uh, a big purpose of that was to get the truth out, uh, you know, punish the bad guys and um, help bring reparations to the good guys. That's uh, or the the, uh, the victim, the victims of uh, you know human rights violations throughout World War II. So, um, yeah, the Nuremberg trials. Uh, r- remind me, what exactly? How how exactly did those go? Um, that that you know was the perfect implementation of justice, right? Wildly successful, I hear. Wildly. <laughs> <laughs> what did, what did happen exactly in the Nuremberg trials? Because actually, I now you say that I've I can't remember exactly. Didn't we just like hang a couple spies or something? It was a big thing because in the Nuremberg trial they were trying to <clears throat> they implemented uh like uh a global like treaty essentially like that, and then they tried to retroactively implement it through the legal system. So they're like, okay, we're going to charge you with crimes against humanity, which we just created. And you didn't know that before, but we just created it and we're charging you with it. <laughs> that, That's fucked up. That, yeah. Um, it, was, it was a slight mess. And then, of course... It, um, it was a big fucking anyone, mess. It was a retarded mess. <laughs> it sounds kind and, and, of and if like... Any Nazi, it, you know what it sounds like, in all honesty? It sounds what? like uh, everybody with a Twitter account, if Twitter got to run law... Yes. Yeah. Like Twitter mobs got to run law. They're like, well, you said faggot uh, 10 years ago, so we have to electrocute you to death now. <laughs> it wasn't illegal then, but it's illegal now. <laughs> there was a, uh, I, I know like Netflix or, or some streaming service like actually has like a documentary, not a documentary, but like a, a dramatic uh, representation of what took place during the uh, those trials and stuff like that. I don't know how accurate okay. that, that was, but that, that was kind of like the gist that I got when I saw like a few episodes of it, essentially. That, that'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much my understanding too, is that not, not a whole lot was yielded uh, from the Nuremberg trials. Um, there was the, uh, we were just following orders defense. There was uh, any, any Nazi who knew anything about uh, basic physics was just brought over to the U S to come join our nuclear and space programs. And um, then, uh, 
and and then then of course there's the other thing, which is the uh, denazification. Which um, let me let me read a uh, couple quotes to y'all from the Wikipedia page for denazification because that's it's a, it's effectively just what it sounds like. It's it's trying to uh, remove Nazi ideology from um, from Western Europe. Uh, but I think uh, here um, uh, for for the American Zone uh, application section, um, the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff directive in uh, um, directed U.S. Army General Dwight. The Eisenhower's policy of denazification, a report uh, of the Institute, Institute on Reeducation of the Axis Countries in June 1945 recommended only an inflexible long-term occupation authority will be able to lead Germans to a fundamental revision of their recent political philosophy. What? So, so that holy it, shit. So so that's that's um you know that that's kind of how we prevent the atrocities the Nazis uh, ha- had enacted from happening again by, um, you know, occupying the country and uh, re-educating um, their, their citizens and, uh, you know, educating the new generation um, away from these, these dangerous ideologies. Um, yeah, so, so uh, put, put that in context with uh, the uh, Trumpist suggestion for a um, or the, the anti-Trump suggestion for a uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission and, you know, think... Think exactly how these might parallel each other, uh, discourse and talking point wise throughout the years. I mean, they, they've been doing <laughs> that shit in college for sixty years. That that's the thing too. Yeah, it's, now they're just it's not open like about oh it. yeah, somebody wrote an opinion art at an op ed article for the uh, the the Atlantic, and now we're afraid for our uh, the indoctrination of our children. No, no, this has been a thing in universities and progressive thought for a while yeah now it just seems like they're making like uh precedent to like have have an actual governing body like make law over this kind of shit which is that's insane but well it's it's fascist and authoritarian in nature which it goes over their head so much so much like these people literally want to criminalize someone having an opinion that isn't based in like reality, right? Which is them entirely. Well, they've they've already decided that thoughts that they disagree with lead to killing people. So we have to kill them for the greater good. That's a, my favorite thing is like they're they take on this greater good um, mindset, and anyone that does that um, is li- that's a literal like evil philosophy. Um, it's the same. The, the old philosophy question where they have the tram is going down and it's going to hit like 20 people. And you can pull the lever and it will change course and kill five. Do you pull the lever and the, but the what but, ends but up the being... Five, but the five people are Black Lives Matter protesters and the 20 <laughs> people are Nazis. <laughs> no, I said, I said people, yeah. so don't... Don't, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Don't change my, my analogy here. But like the whole point of that, the right answer is supposed to be you're you don't have the authority to pull the lever and decide which which group lives or dies, and you have to let it play out. The only thing you're allowed to do is maybe try to yell out and warn the twenty people. Like you're not allowed to decide five people can die because you're gonna save twenty. Because you all you really effectively did was murder five people. Um, and the reason for that, the, it, a very important reason is 
then it once you make it so that you're allowed to kill five people to save 20, people will just make great arguments for why they killed five people and how it was going to save 20, which is what you see playing out in people's minds now. And that's why the moral, the only question, the only uh, morally correct answer is you don't have the authority to kill anyone, regardless of what you think the outcome is going to be. Whoa, 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 whoa. If they're Nazis, though. <laughs> if, it, if it were up to me, it, apparently, uh, you know, my good ally Bob here, uh, Mark, my good comrade Bob here, then we uh, would, <laughs> uh, then you know, we, we would uh, uh, tie se- the seventy million Nazis in America to the extensive uh, train track system and <laughs> um, let loose, as it were. Oh, then every problem would be go- would be gone. Can you imagine a world and how great it'd be if it was filled with nothing but Starbucks baristas and uh, shitty modern art uh, gallery o- operators? Oh my God, I, I, Aaron! I, I live in a city. It's already like that. yeah. Can you imagine those people with all the Nazis, quote unquote, gone that you know grow all their food? Uh, can you imagine what their what their lives would be like? They think that it would be like this. Well, paradise. well, they'd stop being oppressed, and like they'd actually be able to you know thrive as as individuals uh, without the the capitalist man and Nazis and patriarchy uh, holding them down the, in the, this uh, the plus oppressive side, regime. The plus side of this, Aaron, is that. We won't hear anything about fat shaming anymore because everyone's going to lose 100 to 125 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Women are going like, to be fucking They would just find thin. a new person to blame. It's a it's a mindset. It's a everybody else is not to blame for your problems. Like it, it really does come down to a mindset for that kind of thing where it's like uh, what would they do if all the Nazis disappeared? They all got raptured into Nazi heaven and they had to live with themselves and all their problems. They just have to go to the next group. They'd be like, "It's Asian supremacy that's causing all my problems." You know, like <laughs> Ret- retroactively, of course. That's that's one of the the um, the excellent functions of a truth and reconciliation commission is that it uh, it's able to look historically, look back in time, and see oh, who were all of my problems actually caused by? It was, uh, oh, this one dictator and this one group of people. Um, let's find a way to arrest them all. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but I think there there is um you know some some a bit more context of history to in the modern age to put this uh, into like, like you were saying with um uh back with Soviet Russia versus the um Russian monarchy and how the revisionist history was dealt with at that time um it wasn't necessarily the good guys who won. However, you know since World War Two and and such um well, wait did a government we, come we out have, on top? When, if a government ended up, if a government got toppled by another government, the good guy definitely didn't it, win. It was just two bad guys fighting each other. Like, but one of these governments is democratic. Yeah, like that's the thing that they don't, people don't understand. Is like, there isn't a good guy. There really isn't. Like, governments are inherently evil. That's why you try to limit them as much as possible, and you try to make them not a part of your lives, and you try to get off of any kind of reliance on them in in every possible way. So when they go, hey, uh, we found out today that four masks is better than two, and if you don't wear at least three, you go to jail. And you just go, like, I, I'm not listening to that. Like, I, okay, whatever you say. And, like, that's the, you want to get to that stage where you just, the government has no, no intrusion on your life as much as possible. So I think you bring up a very good point. That's not necessarily a good guys versus bad guys uh, winning these conflicts and writing history. 
Uh, I want to I kind of lead in with the question, um, just the, the general question. Who writes the, the history book that we all hear about? Like, uh, and like in what form what is this history book like is it a bunch of news articles is it a, a physical textbook you see in school is it uh you know some book that uh, dan carlin's going to talk about on hardcore history what what is a history book and who writes it? uh it's usually a thing that's given to children during their most impressionable years probably written by the rockefeller organization like <laughs> i don't know about the rockefeller organization uh but no i think they uh, literally did like control the education programs for like a long time and wrote like most of the books i'm not even kidding Really? I have to look into that before I may. I'm, that's like a 90% sure claim. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm. they had a huge hand in how to, uh, they wanted to shape education, and they had a huge hand in, in writing the curriculum for a ton of these, or like, or they funded the people that wrote the curriculum type of deal. Huh. Interesting. I, I, I never knew that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Dude, look at if you look at their uh their like mission statements and stuff, it's literally looks like something Lex Luthor would have wrote. Like it's insane. <laughs> it's like we have to we have to keep the people ignorant and then happy. Like it's literally this whole thing about how you have to keep everyone basically dumb enough to never question their own reality and their own where they're at in, but smart enough to run the machines. Like, ignorance is bliss was once a political platform you gotta keep them right in that sweet spot they don't want them so dumb that like they're just like shitting their pants on their couch but you want them not smart enough to realize that like how money is controlling every <laughs> aspect of their life and they're literally a debt slave like it, they want there's a real sweet spot they always got to kind of make adjustments and that's what all the nonsense in the news is it's just making adjustments to try to like keep everybody in that nice range to keep the machine working yeah, because it, it sounds like Aaron has history figured out. Well, I, I think that's like partly due like this whole push about being like pro science and, you know, like the whole like, oh, you're not denying science, you dumb bigot. Like, <laughs> like that, that's become become like a large part of it. Right. In your mind. Uh, wait, wait, I missed something there. The, the, the whole uh, I love science and I fucking love science and people being like, I'm just going to trust the scientists on this. Like th this whole um enthusiasm for science for people that have no idea what the scientific means or is and they have no scientific background themselves but they're more than happy to be like oh yeah dr fauci just told me to do this he's a scientist i'm gonna listen to him because he's smarter than me on the subject i'm gonna outsource my thinking to this professional scientist that's telling yeah. me on cnn they love how science, many masks i need to wear yeah it is literally science with a capital s that's their religion and and these people yeah. with the doctor, if you have the doctor, it's like a priest rope to them. They're like, oh, it's our that's our that's <laughs> that's Father Fauci, and he's about to tell me what I'm supposed to inject myself with. You know, do fifty hail coronas and be on my way, and I'll yell at anybody <laughs> who's not of the same faith as me. It's the same thing. Yeah, I feel like they, they've used that to tow that 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 idiocy level you're talking about though you know yeah. like you don't want them to be so dumb that they're shitting themselves constantly but it's like yes like they're there's you, you get them smart enough to to realize that there is a an authority figure on the subject and they have to listen to them and yeah there's no even there's even no reason to even question it like they've done all the research all the research has been done it's all been verified by, by people behind closed doors people you've never heard and of and by science that they, they won't give you the research on. No. 
And you couldn't even do the research yourself if you wanted exactly. to. Exactly. Because you're too dumb and don't have the resources. California just came out. They, they started opening up here in California uh, with the COVID restrictions. Today is, uh, what was it, Saturday the 6th of February 2021. They just started um, opening up everything. And they said, well, the numbers we're seeing here is uh, are, are a lot better. And we're not publishing these this information because... If they look at it, they might get confused about it. <laughs> oh my God! No, that's not why. You know why they? I, well, I'm, I'm excited for your scientists to discover later, Bob. I think <laughs> you know why they actually keep that all, confuses me. Why they yeah. suppress information like that, especially in today's uh, day and age, with how quick communications are, and like, like just the fact that we're sitting here talking about dumb bullshit on this podcast is like a technological miracle. Um. You know what I mean? Like the fa- so it's yeah, in yeah. a new day of technology where communication, especially, is as perfect as it can get. We can instantly communicate around the world to anyone we want, and um, th- the technology is caught up with like their bullshit, basically. And if everyone has access to the information, the great, the my favorite group of people in the in the whole world. Is the and the most diligent group of people in the whole world are the internet autists that just dissect every line of everything they ever say and are like, "This is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit." Like those people will just show you how wrong they are about everything or the where exactly where they're lying. So they have to just hide that information. They can't let that come out. These internet autists are the real experts that we should be blindly trusting. Yeah, but they also get drowned out because it's like, you know, you'll see one article that says uh, the Great Reset is a giant conspiracy theory. And then you scroll down and you see the World Economic Forum and the video of Charles Schwab actually saying, we're looking for a Great Reset, everyone. Like, (laughs) yeah, promoted by the World Economic Forum. At the same time, they're running... They're running defense uh, at like the New York Times or like the Washington Examiner or the Atlantic or some dumb shit like that. And oh god! But it's, it's easier to play defense if you They're give confusing. them less ammo. Like you, you just true, have less true. balls on the field. They have less things they have to play defense for. Um, yes, and that's really their goal. Like when they try to suppress that kind of information, because it does still get out there. It gets in the public sphere, and every one of these lies costs them something. Like they're nothing's for free. Um, more people are as dumb as everyone is and as disheartening it is in certain areas when you're like walking around and you have like a guy with two masks yelling at a guy with one mask for not being safe Um, (laughs) a lot of people aren't like that like they make it it's more most of the people wearing the masks are like just like I want this to end this is ridiculous but I don't want to I don't want to be I, I, I don't want to be the martyr like, a lot of people just don't want to be the martyr for it. But, like, most people can tell that there's something going on now. Like, that they're not being told the truth on a lot of different things. So, now, we got to have a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to tell you what the truth is. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they'll, they'll do all the, the hardcore investigating. Um, so, so we have uh, one answer that we have uh, some textbooks written by the Rockefellers. Uh, Bob, do you, do you have a, an idea in your head of what, what is uh, a history book and who made it? No, I'm, I'm not. No, not in a long time. I haven't seen a history book in a very long time. 
I mean, do, do you know, like when people refer to uh, this will go down in the history books or uh, get your name next to so and so in the history book or whatever, are they referring to a you know textbook or they're referring to some other uh, form of written history or history? I, I think they're just concerning like what like most people like what most like elementary schools or like school systems like use as textbooks. Like, I don't know, like that that whole system is a racket for textbooks and, you know school books and shit like that. I have no idea. I don't know where you're trying to lead with this. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, just, just very literal history books. Okay. No, no, that, yeah. that's, that's cool. Um, so, so I want to uh, jump back to our, our good old history writers of the, over the truth and reconciliation commissions. Um, so the, the, uh, uh, Russian, Re- the Soviet revolution, Ru- Russian revolution and, um, the, uh, Nuremberg trials there, they're very, um, kind of early proto examples of a, a sort of truth commission, and um, they're not not like a, the, the slightly more modern version. Uh, but I want to get to the, the the big example. Jump straight ahead to um, good old uh, I believe it's 1995. Was it uh, post apartheid South Africa? So y- you all are familiar uh, in some some extent, like with the the situation that was taking place in South Africa and the um, you know institutionalized segregation and uh, all that with apartheid. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I hear that they live in perfect harmony during the apartheid, black and white <laughs> people. And they just work so well together that way. Yeah, that's, that's all I've heard. That's all I've heard. Okay, okay. Aaron, <laughs> do you have any uh, background on the, this, uh, this time in history? What, apartheid? Yeah. Uh, other than Nelson Mandela being in jail and then a bunch of black people were being mistreated by white people and then they let him out of jail and he became their new leader. And then now it's okay. black people are lived happily ever after. No, that's that's the uh, that's the perfect place to start. So, um, yeah, effectively, it was exactly what you just said. Uh, so, so far as the, the record goes and um, like and since there has been the a, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in uh in South Africa, post-apartheid, and it was uh, pretty pretty much designed to find, um, oh, what people in the government or whoever were responsible for these human rights violations, um, bring some sort of uh, you know uh, punishment on them and, and consequences for them, and help uh, reparations for all of the uh, victimized people of of this segregation or of these laws. But uh, there was yeah that that little thing, uh, Nelson Mandela, who had been a leader of the. Uh, what was it like African National uh, African National Congress um, back in like the 80s or something or I, I don't know some sometime he was uh, he was imprisoned for speaking out against the the, the government the regime at the time um, do you know how he was in prison or like why why he was imprisoned or what the, the whole situation behind that was uh, so so I mean of course there's oh he's speaking out against the government we can't have that in this. Uh, uh, authoritarian regime, but there's there's another um there's another very very important factor to it. Uh, there were there's some other interests in this uh, in this situation. Um, so so Nelson Mandela he was a you know very uh, um liberal guy, very uh, so some would even see him as um as like pro socialism or uh, even like uh, if pos- if he had a position of power that he would be um, allied with or sympathetic to the Soviet Union. Now, um, in well, let's see, the eighties and nineties, uh, who who was not a fan of the Soviet Union? James America? Bond. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I refer to Aaron's answer actually. It was James Bond. <laughs> the, 
So, so American secret agents, not a, secret, secret agents, not a, American secret agents, not a fan of the Soviet Union. Uh, that's the perfect answer because the CIA aided in the arrest of Nelson Mandela, citing. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> Wait, what? Citing. <laughs> yes, citing communist scares that uh, Mandela might ally with the Soviet Union and lead a revolution in South Africa. Holy shit! <laughs> What hasn't the CIA gotten their dirty fucking grimy fingers into and caused a shitload of problems with? Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, Bob, this oh, is just the start. This is this God. is just the start. I also This isn't this I, isn't I'll the 9/11 episode. Hold on. This isn't the 9/11 uh, episode or anything like that. But <laughs> let's just point out for everyone so they're clear on this. Uh, Osama bin Laden was a CIA asset leading up into the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah, Tim Osman. Oh, have you have you heard of the 9/11 commission? Let's not go there. We're, this isn't that episode. <laughs> that's not. That's I not was. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll address the 9/11 episode. But I was reading that the other night, and that's that's very interesting. I'll okay, say. Josh, oh, I have yeah. to ask something because I get lost here when you're doing this because you do this thing <laughs> where you're. So coyly trying to make your point that it becomes so generalized that I don't understand what's going on anymore. I don't know what like questions. I don't know what questions are rhetorical anymore, or which ones are real questions. And what is your thesis statement, or like what are you leading to here? The so textbook. So CIA really threw me off. Him. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I have uh, uh, two two like conclusions or thesis statements behind this. Um, one that. Uh, history is a hoax, of course. That's the the the, the, the obvious, the, the basic one. Hard to agree, obviously. Um, <laughs> and the the second one, um, that truth and reconciliations, uh, truth and reconciliation commissions exist exclusively to, um, half-heartedly clean up after the CIA's messes. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to explain it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you look at South Africa and like the the, you know, the whole reparations, the legal issues, and uh, human rights and crimes against humanity, all, all that fun stuff that happened there, uh, post apartheid and all that, all that news coming out. Um, did the CIA get any sort of uh, consequences from this? Uh, they were they were involved. Uh, they were involved with you know one of the, the more uh, central you know uh, actions and uh, figures of um, you know the, the apartheid and anti apartheid actions in. Uh, in South Africa, what um, they, did anyone care about that? Did that go down to the history books? But no, the, the fact that I'm just hearing about this now means it definitely was not in any history book. <laughs> you know, you never. I'll say you never know with those stories, though. This is how they do this because they're like, we had to fight communism, so we sent the CIA down to arrest Nelson Mandela, and then. Later, we just let him be king of South Africa. And it's like, what? Like, are you sure this wasn't a giant scam and narrative about uh, suffering people in order to create a puppet state, the rest control from the British Empire? Or like, like what? You know what I mean? Like, what? what's the real story there? Because if the CIA didn't want him to be the leader bad enough, they wouldn't have let him become the leader. Well, that that is um, that was much later. That is though, an interesting thing. If the CIA yeah, that was, that was helped kind of, arrest him was, originally, he was in prison for I don't know however many years though, and and then he, he decided to play ball. Yeah. Like what? What happened that so then I think it changed was, um, their mind? Because if they wanted to, they'd put a bullet in his head. 
I think Apartheid ended around 95. Uh, does, that, does that sound right? I have no idea. I'm I'm not a South African history buff. In yeah, the regard. only thing I know about <laughs> South African history is that Marky Mark played rugby for them, and uh, <laughs> everything that was in the blood was that Matt Damon was blood Matt Damon. But it was they Marky Mark the same? Yeah. No, but, well, yeah, you know okay, what? So Mark Wahlberg did Invincible at the same time. That's what it was. Uh, um, so, so a part of ones until the early 1990s, so until effectively the end of the Cold War. So it, it feasibly should make sense or, or cons- it should be consistent that um, once the Cold War is ended, the U.S. is no longer obsessed with anything and uh, obsessed with being super anti-communist or, or being like that, that, uh, you know, radically communist scared. Well, no, we're at that point um, pushing New World Order bullshit. And at that point, we're doing ultra patriotism. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Ultra patriotism with Desert Storm leading into 9-11, and then it's USA, USA, we gotta stop the terrorists so bad that we can spy on our own citizens now, and everyone has to accept that. And if you don't, you're a damn Wait, so, so it went from the communists, it went from the communists to the terrorists. Uh, it went from hmm. Eurasia to East Asia. Um, go on, go on. That's how, it, like, that's how, it's all just a big, <laughs> dumb game. Like I don't, I don't think the Cold War was real. Like I don't think there were real two enemies. I think they were literally working with each other. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll comment. I was reading some really interesting stuff. There was um one of the former Nazi scientists. Uh, I think Galen was his name. G e h l e. So something like that. Um, <laughs> he he uh was one of the big instigators behind the U.S. being so Cold War obsessed. Like. He so so he was former Nazi scientist came and worked in U.S. space program or something. Or no, no, wait, he was a he might have been former Nazi spy, but former Nazi, sure. and he worked with the CIA. He worked with the CIA, um, mm-hmm. a, and and uh, probably also the FBI. But he effectively, uh, between his his frame of framing of information, some misinformation uh, from himself and some former allies of his, um and just you know the general situation whatever that he helped specifically instigate a lot of the uh the the red scare and anti-communist sentiment and uh like uh, seeing russia as the the huge threat or seeing soviet union as the huge threat it was throughout the Cold okay so how Um, that works is in my opinion just quick analysis of that story that's um if everything blows up in our face and everyone finds out that we're fucking lying, <laughs> we have a now a guy that gets to be the scapegoat who was a Nazi, so we couldn't help it because we couldn't. It was the Nazis. We couldn't possibly fact check. I mean, we only have the resources of the American government behind being able to fact check what one Nazi is saying is whether it's true or not. Yeah, like, yeah, it was a um, you know, th- this story that the documents I was reading on it were uh. It sounded a little bit, a little bit suspicious. Just the amount of trust they placed in this uh, already dubious individual. Yeah, just so that he can go. Oh, if it blows up, yeah, if it blows up, they're like, oh, well, we got tricked by a Nazi. I mean, c- damn. Wait, I forgot that they were evil. Uh, like, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's a dumb story. No, literally, literally though, that that is uh, half of the story of the Cold War. Is that? Yeah. Um, it's in case the public got really pissed off found some information out that they weren't supposed to, they go, oh, don't worry, guys. We found the guy that tricked us. He's a Nazi. Let's hang that son of a bitch and everything can go back to normal. 
Like, it's his fault we started a war in Iraq when there was no evidence of yeah, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, exactly. It was that asshole's fault. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that sentiment. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that exact, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, it. So, so the weapon of mass destruction in, in uh, the Soviet Union was pretty much what he was telling, uh, you know, over to the American government is, is what the story is. Um, but, uh, okay, let's, let's step back and let's say, um, so, so back also with South Africa, I want to comment as well that the Reagan administration was a, a pretty complicit, if not supportive, of the apartheid government. Um, and and uh, so it wasn't just the CIA. There was uh, on the public side, there was uh, uh, some level of actual like international relations where um, the, the U.S. administration was uh, was either supporting them, not condemning them, uh, com- complicit, what, whatever, all, all of that. Can I ask one question? Uh, Who installed the oh, Truth yes. and Reconciliation Commission? Was this the original government or the post-apartheid, like, the, the post-apartheid government? So the, this was uh, the post, I believe it was the post-apartheid government. It, it was, I, I, I need to check that, but it, it was made up of all um, South African individuals, like prominent okay, South African Okay, so it's once they take not, over, so, the new regime is like, hey, we have this Truth and Reconciliation Commission to see what uh, what lies are permittable in our new enlightened society so that no one can say that things are going a bit poorly, because if they do, then that we can just say that's a lie and not allow it to get out. Is that kind of what they did? Hello, we're your oh, new that's government. The good guys won. Hello, we're your new government. We need to explain why we're the good guys and they were the bad guys. <laughs> a- anyone <laughs> when you say it like that, that, Bob, this sounds uh, rather dubious. Yeah, oh, a- anyone that says that we're not the good guys, they're a lying racist. Like that's all, that's all it's there for. <laughs> and, then, and people yeah. are like, "Oh, I don't want to be a, a racist. Oh, I better agree with the new government." I'm going to set up a committee of why I am the greatest person to ever live. <laughs> And that committee is going to be nothing but truth tellers. <laughs> Not even the Ashkenazis would come up with uh, writers good enough to pull that one off, Bob. <laughs> hey, fuck off. <laughs> As a twelve percent Ashkenazi myself, fuck off. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Um, better be on your mother's so, side. Oy vey. <laughs> so that that was that was South Africa and, and po- the post-apartheid uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission and. Uh, kind of how how that went, and and so far as its initial goal of you know finding some some justice and some reparations and all that, there there were some successes, but in the the larger scheme of things, there are a lot of a uh, lot of holes and a lot of issues. Um, now I, w- I want to step back a second, back um you know the twenty or so years to um to uh Chile under Pinochet. Are, are you guys familiar at all with the the Pinochet dictatorship in uh, Chile in the nineteen seventies? Not, Not at all. Bit. No. Does it have anything Sounds to like do a shitty with? Wine. Does it have anything to do with like the Falkland Islands at all? What ter- is that Argentina so. or is that another South American? Never mind. Never mind. No, I I, I could have missed that, but I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so so effectively in throughout the sixties and seventies in South America, several countries had uh, military coups and human rights violations under those coups, uh, which involved a, a big thing was the desaparecidos, the disappeared pe- people. Um, and it, it was that the, uh, if people would speak out against the government or protest the government in any way that they would be disappeared. And, um, it, even with later investigations, not, not always were they found. And a lot of them are just assumed to be dead at this point. That, that was kind of uh, a big thing with that there. Um, so, so with the, the background in Chile, uh, it, Pinochet was the, the military dictator who came into power in 1973 through a, um, a coup then, uh, preceding him. 
there were the uh, 1964 and 1970 elections. Um, 64, there was a very, uh, very unpopular, bland type president that the U.S. U.S. really liked. They they had so they supported him, a uh, bunch of foreign aid, all that fun stuff. Um, 1970, uh, the more left leaning uh, liberal um, candidate who was really popular with the people, uh, the borderline socialist, um, Cuba uh, sympathetic, all that. Um, he he was uh, he was elected, and I, I don't think there were any major problems in those three years of his presidency. Um, but then he was overthrown by Pinochet. Now, um, <clears throat> gee, I wonder who funded what's, what's... Pinochet in order to get him all his guns and organize organized army to take over, take over this other. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's yeah, it's not just that. It's that the uh, leading up to that, the the um th- through the CIA, the U.S. government was spending millions and millions of dollars to uh to campaign against through um through you know TV and radio ads um. Uh, against you know this uh, left-leaning um uh, supposedly socialist leader um and so so they had already been leading up to that for pretty much the last 10 years and then they spent another eight million dollars to uh aid and help organize uh through the cia the coup of pinochet you know this guy who's uh like it's a military coup and he became a military dictator and he's known for all these human rights violations uh, that seems like something the U.S. wouldn't be in favor of, right? How 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 could this possibly have happened? Right. Let's 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 learn about it. Let's open up. Let's crack open the history book, shall we? The, <laughs> the government approved. Oh, history it's book. uh, it's because Allende, the uh, the you know the left leaning president, uh, we were afraid he was too good of friends with Cuba, and that you know that that uh, it's just it's they literally just said another communist scare. I don't know what they, the fuck actually happened. He, he was he was fun. Or he was friends with Cuba. Like, did they go out drinking every Friday night together? <laughs> like him and like, uh, Castro, or whatever. <laughs> I, I like how like the 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 the, the such little like evidence or even reasoning used for like the United States like, government to be like this guy's a fucking he's a he's a fucking socialist he's a communist and it's like oh he probably yeah. had a phone a single phone call with like <laughs> with Cuba. <laughs> Uh, it's so easy. All you literally do is yeah. you get two superpowers. America is capitalism, and they're awesome. And then com- communism is the Soviet use- Union, and they suck. So everyone can see that communism is horrible. And then they pretend like they're going to fight each other for 50 years. And then and then they, the Soviet Union supports some government. And then that government shows their support for the Soviet Union, which then gives... The United States, who's already the military wing of the same alliance, just goes and installs their own governments be- at the behest of bankers that own America. That's literally all that happened. And then they just said communism, is, and then they just go and install their own people and in- expand their influence across the world. That's it. It's that easy. And the whole communism, Cold War... Fighting Nazis, fighting terrorism, fighting COVID. All of it is bullshit to achieve the same thing. It's just so the public has an enemy to fight while the people who bought the world get to keep buying more of it. I am offended you didn't include, uh, I'm sorry, COVID? No. I did. (laughs) You did say COVID. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) The uh, the, the money money plays into it exactly, too, because if, if you look at um, the, the administration before Allende, the left-leaning guy, the U.S. was, uh, you know, supporting him with foreign aid. I, the left-leaning guy gets uh, democratically elected. The U.S. cuts all foreign aid and dies. 
then the military dictator comes to power, the U.S. continues their foreign aid. Yeah. Like, th- this is, uh, I think it was Nixon administration then in the, the mid-70s. So These people are retarded. Our, our entire country yes. is literally just the oh. military arm of a globalist cabal. And we also are used as a money laundering scheme for them so that we can give Billions and billions and hundreds of billions all over the place, all these different countries, so that these people can launder money, and you can't fi- follow the money trail. Like it's, it's all it is. That's it. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the government's gonna lie to you, no matter who's in power. The people in government are lying to you constantly at every facet in every institution that they've created. It's all fucking lies. The governments that aren't part of it get called the bad guys by the whole world so that the people go, oh, well, I guess I guess I better send my son to go die in a desert somewhere so we can beat the terrorists. Like, it's that insane. It makes me think, too, because there's, like, talk right now of, like, Israel doing a first strike against Iran and shit like that. It's like, man, Iran must be yeah. fucking based. <laughs> like, they they're are. Just living the dream <laughs> over there. Yeah, Iran, Iran's awesome. Yeah, minding their own business, doing their own thing, like actually like surviving in 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 a very hard condition, both you know, location wise in the middle of the fucking Middle East, and but also with all all the restrictions and um, <clears throat> and like shit that we put on them economically and everything like that. It's like they're man, they're fucking, they're so based. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, they get free helicopter yeah, rides. It, the- uh, Gay guys, and, <laughs> oh, they're they're sweet. <laughs> History is making me uh, Iran sympathetic. Uh, so I want to follow up the, the Chile with just a, a brief coverage of the, their version of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Because of course, whenever you have a human rights violation, like disappeared people in a military dictatorship. Um, so Pinochet lasted about uh, I think a little under ten years in in office. Uh, and, but um, then um, which call it? Yeah, then they had the the Retic report, which was uh, their you know final report for their Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and um, it, it's exactly the same as the others. Uh, the purpose was to identify human rights violations and uh, enact reparations, legal action, and all all that fun stuff. Um, they they found uh, a little over two thousand victims of human rights violations, um, and they uh, were able to promote the government and the new con- new constitution to. Um, uh, Oh, which actually wait i think sorry they, they were able to get the government to uh, agree to some like human rights commission or committee stuff and like a foundation of that and um which was apparently over the course of like 10 or 20 years because they're very slow to do anything but so they, they had some some minor consolation after uh the the events of this dictatorship um again there, there seem to be some parties uh, some responsible parties missing from this uh this situation uh it seems to be a yeah again a very half-hearted effort or they're um, for for all these uh, horrible human rights committed, uh, this seems to be um, you know not 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 a great uh, consolation or a great um, justice uh, enacted. Uh, it, yeah, yes. When what what? Okay, so was there a truth and reconciliation com- commission like employed in this like post dictatorship here, or you know? Yes. And then what was their official stance on everything? Uh, their official stance was that the Pinochet, the the military dictator, was uh, the bad guy, and um, that the the they were a lot of it was investigating the dis- disappeared people uh, and trying to figure out what happened there and uh, who who else was um, a 
uh, a victim of uh, political crimes and human rights violations. So basically, it's he's evil because he made a bunch of people disappear. I what I wonder is was there ever disappeared people, or is that just that, that'd be interesting? There, you know what I mean? Because they um, just can so, make uh, people up and just be like, yeah, people. Th- there missing. are records of like about a thousand i think a thousand of the the human rights violations were disappeared people if, if i remember correctly yeah but that's what i'm saying if you are the government you can just create some social security cards and some fake people and then say they disappeared okay that, that'd be interesting to look look into um especially the whole you know premise of uh crisis actors are these grieving families and um whatever yeah uh i mean you know it's it's not an uncommon situation uh, across the world that if somebody is speaking out against the government, that the government will shut them up. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about, uh, you know, 1970s Chile to, to comment in a, a ton of detail about that. Yeah. That's uh, that's always what I'm wondering. It's like, what is the purpose of the truth and reconciliation commission? When did it, who, who imposed it and what is their story compared to what, what do you think happened? So it was, um, I, I don't think it was specifically the government imposing it, the new government imposing it, because uh, they, they had struggled to get some support from the government. So it was like an independent committee within the country. I, I forget who made up that this particular one. That doesn't work for the government um, of that country? Yeah, if I recall correctly, no, because they, they had issues getting the government to, like, uh, install this, um, this, this, oh, sorry, it was the, the uh, UN, UN helped in, implement this one. That's oh. it. Really? <laughs> yes, because they 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 were the ones uh, like coming. They're the ones behind some of the international like human rights committee standards and that that group. So um, yeah, if I remember correctly, it was the UN that, that helped implement the, this uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission. This Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And that's how they got their protection, basically, away from the. They could operate inside of Chile without Pinochet or whatever destroying. O- operate. Them. What do you? What are, you, what are you talking about? Well, that just means, well, that just, if the UN was involved, and especially in pushing this, that they had, you know, support from all these other countries from around the world to push this narrative, to well, push yeah, it a that, single way. Yeah. But I was just curious as to why the dictator there didn't just uh, level that building and kill everybody involved, but it's because he was probably threatened with well, immediate, this is, yeah, we'll kill you. No, the, these commissions are post uh, post dictatorships. Um, so, so the uh, Pinochet was already out oh, of power. Oh, it's after he's uh, out of power they installed it to talk about how horrible he was and how everything's great now. Probably when they got a Rothschild bank. Exactly. So I'm gonna guess it's pretty <laughs> pretty close to right after they got some kind of global banking system implemented in their country. Every there's just papers about how great everything is and look how much better your life is. Okay. Like that's how that. Yeah, great. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. I'll I'll say this also is not just Chile and South America. Uh, Bolivia and Argentina have almost identical cases of of uh, of military coups and um, uh, having truth and reconciliation commissions uh, after the fact, and the U.S. government uh, being in favor of the coup. Like for example, in, in Bolivia, um, Che Guevara was uh, a, a central figure for a, a you know peasant uprising and like the the, the democratic socialist side of the people and um the cia uh is, is um i guess this this isn't as uh formal or confirmed but the cia is suspected of assassinating che guevara in order to keep the uh the military dictatorship in power well yeah probably as long as they can have their own <laughs> guy in there they don't care like I, i'm 
I, I, it's really funny because they're gonna, they're starting to, so they're proposing that we have this Truth and Reconciliation Commission here in the United States now in 2021, and yeah, yeah, that's uh, isn't that yeah. what what it, going off of my theory about how this is always to install a new bank or a new banking system? What are they constantly proposing now as they are purposely crashing the American dollar? Uh, I'm going to guess that they're going to write lots and lots of articles about how we need to go to a global digital currency and we need to restructure our economic system and build back better and look how much better everything is. And look, we started the digital dollar, but you can take off your masks, guys. Look, we beat coronavirus. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't do that. You have to get. You can take off one of the masks. You have to get. You have to get two vaccine shots. And then you sign up for the, Every the year. digital dollar, and then you can wear just one mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's safe enough. Yeah. And they're like, oh, thank God, I'm back to normal. Oh, <laughs> through their fucking mask. Like a <laughs> no, but that, that, that's what I wanted to bring it back to as well is uh, so, so these truth and reconciliation commissions happened in places where there were uh, actual military coups, sometimes multiple military coups within five years, where the government was uh, physically overthrown, where the military was in favor of this new regime. It was actually uh, allied with them over the uh, the previous uh, president, uh, the previous de democratically elected president. And then we look at the United States situation. We have our January 6th event, the insurrection, the coup attempt at the Capitol. Um, that's not a coup. So what, what military was allied with these people in the Capitol building? What uh, political leverage did they have when they were sitting in the Speaker of the House chair? What, what, is, the, what is the situation there? Yeah, it's not a they coup. Were backed by the, the, they were backed by the Russian military. Yeah. And the political leverage that they held <laughs> was very hilarious memes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, memes, uh, you know, I think there are people being indicted over memes from the 2016 election, right? Yes, there currently are, yes. <laughs> well, think how strong... So, the uh, you know, that, that's political leverage. Like, the propaganda from the 80s action movies you watched in, like, uh, you know, Rocky IV. Um, Russia's still, like, this boogeyman that they can just pull out of the closet whenever they need it. It's so fucking stupid um it's not even like the same leadership that it had like when they're the bad guys but they somehow everything's maintained and there's like this this boogeyman that comes out of the shadows and it's just like oh we're, we're fucking with freedom <laughs> i'm going to take your democracy yeah it's insane <laughs> so wait what's your what's your hypothesis on why they're pushing this one then josh you said you had two or what or two oh no the, the two of the thieves so um I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. But partially, this is this is just an Atlantic article. It's some stupid person with their stupid ideas. Like I, I don't think this is a real thing. But well, okay, I don't think I, I take that back. Looking at the media now and their uh, and the government and big tech and their uh, in, intentness on trying to uh, erase all Trumpist thought, Trump supporting whatever yeah, fact checkers. In, after, they didn't exist two years yeah, ago. Yeah, they didn't exist a year ago. What happened with no, this? Four, no, no, they started existing four years ago with Trump. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, but no, but so, they so started with some of this checking and, Trump it, before he got into office. Like, <laughs> no, uh, but look yesterday at the uh, the Big Time Magazine article that came out um, oh, that with the uh, the giant camp. Yeah, that was insane. If anyone hasn't read it, um, anyone who hasn't read it, let me well, see what the, the 
title is. Um, wait, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. It's the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Oh, shit. That article? Yeah, that article. <laughs> that article's oh insane. So, <laughs> looking at these, these uh, you know, underground, highly financed efforts to manipulate elections, manipulate who's in power, um, is, is this... What, what situation with regards to South America... Uh, 1970 South America is the U.S. in right now. Like, was Trump the uh, democratically elected person that CIA didn't want in power? Was uh, <laughs> yes. or was he supposedly the dictator that's being replaced? Is Biden that, or is is the CIA setting up a coup right now to overthrow Biden and you know throw someone else in power and shift the blame to them? What is the situation right now? Biden is the perfect candidate to be president for the CIA for for the people actually pulling the strings around the globe and shit like that because. He's so fucking old and not schizophrenic. Uh, like he he can't remember shit. Can't do he, dementia. Like, <laughs> yeah, dementia. Like he he's literally the guy that's just like, huh? What, why am I here? Okay, I'll sign this. Like it doesn't matter. Like they can do anything. Like they have complete control over all facets of the United States government, all three branches. And thanks to him, thanks to Biden, because he's so fucking old and retarded and has a dementia rattled brain like that is the perfect cia political leader to them kind of like it, it couldn't so, so it biden, couldn't biden more is our military uh, biden is our, our military dictator and trump was the democratically ele elected leader who was actually popular is is that what i'm hearing right well, now trump Absolutely. was popular but here's the thing though is that he didn't have the power to do that much and he was funny and stuff, but like we literally introduced like UBI for a fake virus uh, under Trump, and and what built three hundred fifty miles of wall. Who gives a shit? Like we didn't get anything accomplished with him. Our government's been bought and paid for. There, the only every facet of it, every facet of it. Yeah, but the only yeah. reason that it's that it that's still that I think that's a story for you, someone who's kind of awake. It's like, oh, they're putting Biden in here because he's a puppet that they can control. And it's like, no, they already had the control they needed. Now it's a story for you so that you can be like, see, I told you he'd crumble it and he'd just be a puppet. It's it's <laughs> not. And then the story is like for the other side, the story is he couldn't save it from what Trump the damage Trump did. So every both sides have their story as to why America crumbled now. Perfect. You have it oh crumbled because yeah, Trump destroyed right. it and they couldn't right. save it in time. And then everybody else, the, the pro-Trump people have their story of why it crumbled because they installed a puppet and it's a globalist cabal that's trying to crumble it. And, you know, they, they had complete control of the president. We haven't had a strong president. Like, now at least you have a reason that makes sense in your head so people don't panic and freak out too hard when they do the old structure shift. That's it. It Trump wasn't there to save anything. He's just there to be a boogeyman for the like for one half of the population. That's all. No, he, he. I agree with you. He wasn't there to save anything, but he stood in their way. I don't think he now did. things are just things are just going to get signed that much easier for them. I, like, yeah, it, but I don't think so. So much less programming that they. Uh, so many le well, like, the, the, fewer narratives that they have to write. You know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm on Bob's side because uh, despite how crazy the last four years are, the last 
few months and the last uh, you know few weeks of Biden and president already have um, somehow surpa- somehow surpassed some of that like you know levels of programming levels of um, media narrative and all of that. Uh, so I, I think I, I do think it'll be easier, especially from um, you know a legislative point of view uh, w- with Biden as president. If he yeah, I mean, was look, actually look, standing look in their like, way, wait, they wait, 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 wait. Exactly. Yes, but the president doesn't have that much power. Like if. He vetoed like one of like the the last bills or whatever for like the the, spe- uh, the spending bill from Congress, and it's like they don't care. Didn't they override that? They overrode it because they have an overwhelming majority. They have a super majority to 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 go beyond the veto and to get it passed regardless. They like that is the absolute control that they have, and Trump just just slowing those things down by like a couple of weeks is what makes them infuriated. No, you know what I mean? They don't he, care. He he doesn't. Oh, I think they do. Uh, <laughs> Trump, Trump talking about slowing it down is infuriated people, regardless of whether or not he effectively did. Exactly. Yes. Like the whole. I, I think. Notion, I think. Like even a few words. The whole notion that this is the whole point of the Truth and Reconciliation uh, Reconciliation Commission. The whole point of this is to uh, you destroy all arguments against yours and to destroy all naysayers. Like the whole cause, you need complete uniformity you know this is why they're turning people like fucking average americans into domestic terrorists now like they're pulling that hard they want so much they want absolute compliance it's not just absolute control they want absolute compliance they want everything there isn't a single thing in your life that they do not want to control yeah i know they already have it though yes they <laughs> they will continue to grab everything that comes about though. Yeah, you'll, yeah you'd be Bob, surprised. Bob, yeah. They're literally the, they're they can they can grab some more. They're swabbing people for coronavirus post plane flights, and people are like, "Oh, I this, guess this is this is, this is why this is the goal of COVID." Sixty percent of of small businesses, restaurants, and, and stuff like that have shut like down. Anal fixation. That's the goal of COVID. <laughs> no, shutting down small businesses. If you have a small business, you're all you're you're all of a sudden. Uh, you're insulated from their control. You you have a, a money flow that they cannot control at that point. They needed to neck that down as much That's as possible. That's a good point. Yeah, like, of course. It, if you're saying they already have it all, they don't have it all, but they're striving for it all. The second that ninety five percent of the population put the masks on, they had they had it. It was over. Yes, but they still will claw for that last five percent. They they will burn down everything to get that last five percent. That that is their agenda. That is, they don't know any other thinking than that. They need absolute control and absolute compliance, and they need control over everything in your life. But they do. And they won't stop until they, they do. No, they, they, they know they that they have yet. to boil the frog slowly, though. Like they really do. They understand. True. Yes. That. That, yeah. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think that they're like off schedule or like Trump was slowing them down. I think that's like part of the the plan. Like. They, they have to take it at a certain slow rate. They have to constantly inch at you because if they go too fast, it, like in history, that's how like people just start getting heads chopped. Yeah, but if they move, if, if say someone Trump comes in and moves the Overton window slightly in the other direction, that is that, that is tantamount to heresy in their eyes. You know what I mean? Like because they have almost complete control of the Overton window. Because of like the 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 uh, internet as as limited as it is, and it used to be more free and stuff like that. This is why we're getting more crackdowns on social media, more crackdowns on the internet. 
Bank of America is yeah, join the Fediverse. Bank of America <laughs> is reporting people um, to the FBI for transactions that took place in DC around the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. But but that's the point. What the fuck? But, yes. You guys- <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob. I had I had heard the but story yet. That's, that's the yeah. point. I hate this financial shit, man. It's not that they- he stopped them and then he pushed the Overton window and that pissed them off. It's that they put in a guy that will do that so that they can have a fake reason to now get public support to put in place all these draconian laws. They had to have a guy like that in order to push some of this stuff. Having no, Trump I, in I, there I, is what allowed them to push this shit. In my no, opinion. I, I think they just took advantage of the situation Possibly. and spun the narrative in, in that direction. It's not like, that much of a surprise. Great. He's been they're, saying they're he's going to the president they're great for 40 at making, years. I'm sorry, they're great at making lemonade out of literally anything that they get. <laughs> because of the absolute totality of their their insurrection in every facet of our lives. Yeah, they that's why I that. always suggest that literally the the goal is to become as much like the Amish as possible. Like, literally. Yeah, I understand that. Because no, even as brainwashed as everybody is, they can't do like a thousand ruby ridges all at once. If they do, they, they lose. They, and they know that. That's why if you want a happy life, yes. you go try to be as much like the Amish as humanly fucking possible. I know, but if, if you like to enjoy your your peaceful like Sunday night, you like to take a bath or whatever it is. They will come for that. They want that. No, they, they want they that don't. ability. Yes, no. yes, they will. <laughs> every every little baths. thing. When yes. have they come for the yes. Amish? They're they're coming any day now for the Amish. Well, I mean, they're so disconnected from the rest of society. It'll take a bit longer, but they can just that's send a, in. That's, like, that's what literally I'm like, saying. That's they'll just Ruby Ridge those guys. No, they won't. They won't. They won't. They don't have the manpower for it. And it, and it, there's a cost to doing a Ruby Ridge. That's greater than the reward. They don't need every single person in the country. They aren't aren't ever going to get to it. No, the, the narrative has changed. The Overton window on that has changed. If there's a Ruby Ridge today, People will be like, yes, those goddamn domestic terrorists, they deserve what they, what they got coming to them. And if there's one in look, two days in a row, support, people are going to start coming and Ruby, shooting politicians. Look, look at the support and the narrative around the original Ruby Ridge, which happened, what, in the 80s or the 90s? I think early 90s. Or early 90s. I'm I not think. too sure myself. Um, but it's like, there was no outcry for what the, the government did back then. There was none. The, Locally, there was a also shit the, ton. The, locally yes they can control that and they can silence that nationally but they still control that overton window at the end of the day shooting politicians uh the politicians have the military on their side there's there's not going to be anyone shooting them or like you know more than Uh, one of them if if the military if the if the government does a ruby ridge in mass and starts doing that like a couple times a week yeah in mass in two weeks it'll be like People just shooting any cop they see until they don't have people on their side anymore. The military isn't run by robots, you know that. Like they're run by human beings. No, yeah, yeah, no. Like they, it's commanding officers who you know are effectively actually giving they the orders. Can't, they cannot yeah, yeah. afford to come after everybody. They literally can't. I'm not yet. Not yet. Not ever, dude. Because by the time they have control of everything, when that happens, guess what happens? 
most of the people starve to death and everything crumbles. Like, that's what happens. That's what happened in Russia. That's what happens in every one of these totality control. Any of these governments have total control of everything. They, most of the people starve to death until everybody's really pissed off. And then they come up with a bad guy to blame it on. They try to restructure it. And then they have to, when they restructure it, they have to pull back some of the control. And it's just a cycle that happens all the, all the time. Okay. So Josh, I have a question. And throughout the, yes, yes. What happens when the truth and reconciliation committee does not work? What happens then? I'll tell you. (laughs) The Washington (laughs) Examiner article here, how to fix our domestic terrorist problem. Uh, This, this, uh, opinion article on the Washington I thought we had agreed on the re-education camps. Sorry, go on. Yeah, by Kevin Carroll <laughs> says that we need uh, we need to remember what helped America last time. We defeated Al-Qaeda and can do the same to the fascist thugs who attacked our democracy last month. Wait, 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 wait. Have we defeated Al-Qaeda? No. <laughs> if, if you read we the news from the last year, you know, peace you know, you know those- with them. Yeah, those those constant uh, news items with uh, you know Mike Pompeo and the the Afghan Afghanistan government, um, uh, that's about peace treaties with you know the Taliban and Al Qaeda. That's um, there's still very much a big deal in Afghanistan. I think what this uh, author of this opinion article is referring to is uh, the drone strikes. Like, he doesn't care about the outcome. He just wants to start drone striking american civilians without the due wait, process wait. that's the solution that's the solution no, <laughs> no they they bring up a, a couple okay, little okay. things Whew. here the first one is heavy felony charges for people who were at the protest um i i'm assuming that they're going going to elongate that into just being a trump supporter or anything that he stood for will make you a domestic terrorist and you'll start getting charged for random shit uh the second thing they proposed was um, have police and fire departments sign a commitment to so people don't engage in overthrowing the government. I don't know what that even means, but uh, it's kind of dumb. Uh, it was those here are those police officers, those yeah. Trump sim- Trump sympathetic police officers who let these uh, the, the terrorists into the government into the Capitol building. These Nazis, exactly. The next is actually to. Um, Use the supremacy of federal law to ban militias okay. beyond the National Guard. All right, all right. So, yeah, oh, wait, just, wait, um, where, where does it say in the Second Amendment about that? I have no idea. Quick. I've never heard of it before. Kevin Carroll, if I had to guess, doesn't know how to fix the back of his toilet if the little rubber thing falls off. The little like, rubber plunger <laughs> falls off. He's a landlord he, for he, that. He doesn't have the skill set <laughs> the, the to plunger. do that. So, yeah. him talking about... Uh, charging every single person at the protest which was like what over a hundred thousand people with felonies I, uh, you don't have, i don't know the numbers yeah he doesn't have yeah, at the post i think it's only a few hundred in the capitol but yeah it's over a hundred thousand there the is no possible logistical way to do that he doesn't understand that because he's an <laughs> he's a retard who thinks the government is god and can just whoa, do whatever whoa, whoa, whoa. they want can't just drop the r word well, i mean like after <laughs> After after they defunded the police and brought reparations to all black people, I'm pretty sure we can trust the government to do these. Oh, they're great! Yeah, yeah exactly. they're amazing. Yeah. It, it, the, the, his, he'll have another article probably this next day. Like, why defunding the police is a good thing? 
And next thing, the, the police need to hand out 300,000 indictments against uh, protesters. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he's a retard. He doesn't have any skills other than writing whatever bullshit is trending on Twitter that day. Like, he's, this is all, like, the rantings of an insane person. How dare you mistreat and slander the, this thought leader? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I haven't heard that word since Maddox. I know. <laughs> Sargon of a cod or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the the next thing that he is proposing, or she, I don't even know what the fuck this person is. Um, but, well, I, I Googled Kevin Carroll. Okay. Well, that could be, you know, whatever these days. I Googled them and I couldn't really find anything. Yeah. Because um, I think half the, these articles are written by AI or like anonymous, like, Top 10 anonymous people. CIA assets, essentially. Uh, this is this is how they do it. A thousand this is literally the, how they've been doing it since the Cold War. Is like, oh, here's an opinion article about why we should start bombing the oh, USSR. Is this, is this what know? they were talking about? TV and radio ads to help influence elections mm-hmm. in uh, Ch- Chile. That, that's a South American thing. That's a, that's their, their elections. You know, are unfair, very easily manipulated yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> Only them. <laughs> Russia's interfering with the election. Bad. Google CEO and a bunch of other uh, industry leaders, they meddled in it. Good. It's like... like It's it's funny to look at... Uh, so the CIA, they spent their like like 2 million or 8 million or something for like the, the 1970 election or 1964 and 1970 election each in, in Chile. Um, looking at comparing that to how much Mark Zuckerberg, just him, just he donated specifically... Uh, to help the Democratic campaign in the 2020 election is insane. How much is it? Like know? 1970s money, I I, forget. I think it's in the, the scale of at least tens, if not, at least tens of millions. I, well, I'd have to double, double check. It has but, to be more than but, that. But, but, I'm like, thinking but, like tens of billions, maybe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, least, I think it was hundreds. But, but looking like... 1970s money is not that worthless that it would be worth, uh, you know, as much as it was spent on this stupid domestic presidential campaign in the u.s yeah okay so the the last and most important thing he proposes is to add domestic terrorism as a predicate to the material support for terrorism terrorism statute including its civil liability provisions this will provide new means of successful prosecutions and gradually increase the deterrence against domestic terrorists so what they're basically saying is that they, they can label you a terrorist and and um, go around your ability to claim um, civil rights in, in your case, like a the the First Amendment, the the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment. Well, I mean, like just that. don't take any oh. dangerous selfies in oh. front of the Capitol yeah. building. Your due process, everything. They can just strip that away. They, this is what he's proposing. So if if you don't align, you don't get good grades in your uh, trust and reconciliation commission, then you're gonna you're gonna get straight get the terrors label, and they're gonna just disappear you. This is what this person is talking about. They're literally supporting the fact that we we should be that, able to disappear any American citizen. Yes, that's what he's proposing. What I am telling you yeah. though is <laughs> they're incapable of doing it. 75 million people he thinks are domestic terrorists. This guy is a retard. He thinks that literally 20% of the American population is a domestic terrorist. 
No, I understand that, but they can start doing it over a gradual like time span. You know what I mean? They it's can't. like we already they're, we, we yeah, already have Guantanamo Bay. They're... By the way, we already have Guantanamo Bay. We we already kill and lock people up without due process already. No, I know. Like, that's already in place. I, I know. They can get one of us. They they can get a handful of people whenever they want. What I'm telling you is that they can't they can't uh, implement what they're suggesting without dire consequences faster than you can have kids. Like, literally. This is the fantasy. It still matters if, like, you know, a handful of people or a few thousand people are subject to these these law changes or locked up. It matters, but what I'm telling you is the people they aren't going after is the people that are like, that's it. I'm off the grid. I'm just going to go out to the country and just, I'm going to become Amish. They're not going after those people, and they're never going to. I'd like to add here at the very bottom of this article, it, it also states, Kevin Carroll serves, served as a senior counselor to the Secretary of Homeland Security and chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, and as a CIA and Army officer in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Yemen. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Hilarious. <laughs> No, that, that's the thing, too. That's the thing with these goddamn people. They like, actually... The Atlantic article I brought up... They, they the article I brought up... That's uh, some stupid journalist. They have no real credentials. This person actually has influence on the government, the CIA, the military. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I love it. They're not even... They don't even try to hide the fact anymore. In fact, corporate news, like, straight up goes out of their way to be like, we have John Brennan. Like, he... he He's a war criminal, but we're going to use him to say how our foreign leadership needs to be like readjusted for like this type of behavior. You know what I mean? 21st century America. It's goddamn 1970 South. America. What's your your closing statement here on uh, truth and reconciliation before we get to some voicemails? Because I think we're running long. Yeah, that that, that, that's pretty much my my conclusion is that we're uh, we're South America now. Get used to it. (laughs) We've been South America since 1970 when we took them over. And by we, I mean globalist uh, bankers. Just so you know, we've been them the whole time. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love that last little bit. They just had to give his credentials. They just had to. Fucking hell. Before man. voicemails, though, so we, I have a This, this Week in Science. Right? Do you want to hear this, Aaron? We need a soundbite for that. We need to get on that. Yeah, we do. We, we don't even have <laughs> intro music yet. We gotta work. We got a few sound bites we gotta get to. It is. It is in production, everyone. It is by, in production. By the way, Josh, it's a, as in production as Aaron's mic is in the mail. Speaking of <laughs> sound bites that we do, you actually you the ones that you've put clips to of our sound uh, sound bites. You've done a really good job on those. Some of those are really good. Very uh, good. Yeah. So anyone wants to find those, OKHMO at pirateradio.social. They're also being posted on Instagram for all you normies at uh, OKHMO underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, there are only a handful of videos so far, but uh, more on the way and a bunch of audio clips. Um, that are I, love, I love them yeah, so good. much. Those are great. They're, they're fucking great. They are, yeah, top notch. So much our, fun. This week in science, COVID-19 lockdowns temporarily raised global temperature. Research shows. Oh my god. Why? <laughs> Reductions in aerosol emissions had sunlight warming impacts, study finds. Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the things that are killing the ozone. Wasn't layer, the- this random emission. 
For the last 20 <laughs> years, hasn't pollution been the thing that's been heating us up? And now lack of pollution is heating us up? Are they fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> well, yes. do you do you want me to do you want me to read the line from the article? Let me uh let me let me get down here. Um <clears throat> trust the science guys. Uh, just trust 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 it. Just whatever article we come out this week is truth until next week. Okay, okay so the, so somewhere wait, they, they do on, I have it. I have it. Confusing. You have uh, it? Awesome. Uh, there was a big decline in emissions from the most polluting industries that had immediate short-term effects temperatures, said uh, NCAR scientist Andrew Gettleman. The studies, uh, the, the study's lead author, pollutions, or I'm sorry, pollution cools the planet, so it, it makes sense that pollution re- <laughs> reductions would warm the planet. Oh my god. Wait, I'm what sorry. did he mean pollution cools the planet? The whole time it's been that yeah. all, these, all the CO2 is what's heating the planet. Well, it's the different types of pollutions. It's CO two, and like we we know exactly how CO two works in the environment, exactly how the atmosphere works. Um, so, like we we understand that that is causing warming effects. But these other pollutions, the aerosols, uh, which you know, right now uh, the CO two is you know out outweighing um, the effects of though the aerosols are what's cooling the climate. It's 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 very straightforward. I swear to God, the next time anyone tells me about the planet heating up or cooling down, and with any sincerity, I'm gonna be like, go down to the fucking ocean right now and look at the goddamn water. It's been in the same spot since the beginning of time. You stupid asshole. Like, <laughs> um, Aaron, I can I can look up the uh, NASA satellite uh, tape measuring stats from home. I don't need to go down to the ocean. Just people, they've literally gotten it where people don't trust their own senses. If you trust your own senses, you're an idiot. For the listeners at home, this is uh, ScienceDaily.com. It was published on February 2nd, 2021. And the source is the National Center of Atmospheric Research and the University of Corporation, is it Corp- Corporation for Atmospheric Corporation. Research? Yeah. yeah. Summary, the lockdowns and reduced societal activity related to the COVID-19 pandemic affected emissions and pollutants in a way that slightly warmed the planet for several months. Last year, according to new research, the counterintuitive finding highlights the influence of airborne particles or aerosols that block incoming sunlight. <laughs> counterintuitive. That, that was the that word I was looking counterintuitive. for. Counterintuitive. Um, I... <laughs> I'd like to uh, comment too that um, if if we were to uh, better fund you know NASA and some of those Antarctic labs a, a little bit better, they, they they might be able to establish actually build the labs they want to on Dome Argus, and we might get even better atmospheric research than we have today, and better understand you know the, the aerosols and carbon dioxide and all that fun, fun stuff because this is still very you know or we still have a lot to learn. Well, what they're really hiding in Antarctica is uh, when they went to the South Pole. It's actually there's they. They found a two and a half mile high rectal thermometer for the Earth, and that's how they take its temperature. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, it's China, warming up no. again. Oh, it got colder." <laughs> and they just don't want you to see that's, it because they want to like be able here. to report it to you, and they, they don't want anybody else to know the super secret information down there. God, I hate scientists uh, so much. Speaking. Speaking of Dome Argus and Antarctica theories, I, I believe we do have a voicemail to finish off the episode yes. with uh, from from our the Duke of Ice, our trusted expert on Antarctica. I love that he got so 
so involved in Anarcha. What's up, okay, homo? This is the Duke of Ice calling in to let you know I've discovered another strange thing about my ancestral homeland, Antarctica. <laughs> Have you heard of the Blood Falls? They're an iron oxide tainted plume of salt water that flow out of the tongue of uh, Taylor Glacier. They look really, really fucking weird. Um, it literally just looks like blood is pouring out of Antarctica. So I'm not saying, you know, that I know what it is, but I guess it could be a bunch of blood sacrifices that they're bringing Azazel and they're dumping <laughs> so many children in the temple of the one volcano that they literally can't contain it within the continent. So it's just pouring out into the ocean. But scientists are already saying, well, it's just, you know, you wouldn't possibly understand. This is actually a good moment for astrobiology so we can determine whether or not there are aliens on other planets. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, I'm just saying, Antarctica's still really fucking weird. And as the Duke of Ice, it is my life mission to let you all know just how weird it is. <laughs> Uh, so I posted a picture oh of the blood falls. Insane, man! Did you see this, Bob? Also, thank you, Kevin, for calling in. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it yet. No, it's in general. No, go to go to general chat. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh well, that's just a highly. Uh, it's that's just some yeah. It's just in iron water. phosphate no. in the water that's pouring out of a spot in Antarctica. Guys, that's just it's a like natural. Rust. You know, you know how rust looks just like that. It's similar to that. It's a natural byproduct of ice melting back into water, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, this is the natural formation of the. Uh, this is what happens when you have an ice dome, and then you sacrifice thousands of children on top. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm a hundred percent believer of Azazel at this point. <laughs> The red brown blood falls. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's the rectal thermometer that's causing the bleeding. But y you know, to, to each his this own. This is great. Yeah. The red brown bl blood falls in Antarctica are named for their unusual color. But what they're really made of, and why the water flows at such a cold temperature, has long been a mystery. The eerily gory waterfall is not, in fact, made of blood. And a new study shows just what gives it its unique color. Well, I'd love to go fucking test that theory of what it's actually made from, but I'm not fucking allowed to. I can't go there and get a sample. I, I, I can just imagine a bunch of scientists standing there at the waterfall being like, hmm, I wonder what makes it red. And then like 200 yards up the river is like literally like Epstein's <laughs> Island. <laughs> There's God. literally the demon from Fantasia just smashing children on a fucking altar. <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally within eyesight. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hmm, we're going to have to study this for a really long time, guys. I think that's <laughs> phosphate I'm tasting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, look up Blood Falls in Erica, anybody listening to this. And, uh, it's great. There'll, there'll be a picture in the show notes, too, but uh, it's it's great. Well, is that it, gentlemen? Yeah, that's the episode of Truth and Reconciliation. Oh, by the way, one of the reasons I got distracted midway through is I started looking up shit on the Rockefellers uh, writing history for us. Oh, God. Uh, all I can yeah. say is we're about yeah. to do a whole episode on that at some point very soon. Because I'm so excited. I love the history. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's paid for by the same people that bring you science. I'm not comfortable with this level <laughs> of anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> 
control percent of me is very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening uh, to episode thirty-six of OK. Yeah, and call in at one eight thirty-three six 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 zero nine eleven. Give us your thoughts. Thanks for listening, guys. You've got mail. What the fuck? <laughs>